Okay, Revelation Wellness friends, get ready because our very own Alisa Keaton, better known to some of you as Mama Keats, is back with a brand new Revving the Word. That's right. If you happen to be new around here and you have not heard a Revving the Word from Elisa because she has been on sabbatical for a few months, you are in for a treat. You are in for a fresh, hot teaching that is sure to rev your body and your heart with this coached workout. And it isn't just a workout. It is so much deeper because we know that when we move our bodies with the Word of God, it gets our minds renewed and we find true lasting freedom. Also, we are so excited to announce that our 2023 Rev on the Road dates are out and we are bringing the Freedom Party to you from the East Coast to the West Coast. And first up in January is Knoxville, Tennessee on January 20th and 21st. This two-day event is for everybody, regardless of your fitness level or ability. And if you're anywhere near Knoxville, then you do not want to miss this event where we will bring the confetti, and Jesus will bring the freedom. You can swipe up to the show notes to get registered and learn all about Rev on the Road. We would love to see you in Tennessee or at any of our Rev on the Road events. And as always, thank you for being here, friends. We love to connect with you in all of the places. Would you do us a favor and leave us a review? Your reviews help us spread the good news of Jesus by connecting others with this podcast and the Revelation Wellness Ministry. And we love the opportunity to spread the good news of Jesus and freedom to the ends of the earth. Enjoy today's episode and we will see you soon in all the places. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Can you hear the smile in my voice? I am so excited after 12 weeks of not revving the word, teaching a revving the word. I get to teach a revving the word. I missed you all. And I am bubbling over with the word of God. I could barely sleep last night knowing, oh, I get to get up and do that in the morning. So I have like pages and pages of scripture thoughts for us today, things to unpack as we move our body. So hi, I'm Elisa Keaton. If it's your first time here, we're so glad you're here. Here's what's going on. We are people that don't just want to have a faith in Jesus Christ. We want to embody faith. When Jesus says, peace, I leave with you, we don't want just peace to be a concept, something we, a bumper sticker, something we grab onto and put on us as a label. We actually want to become peaceful people. And there's a biology, a psychology, and it happens in the doing. As you apply God's word, move into maybe riskier territory. 
See? Well, really, we're training trouble here. Right now, as you move your body, whether you are mowing the lawn, grocery shopping, folding clothes, you're, you're giving it some effort. You're working, but you're bringing attention in your work. If you bring your attention to God, it becomes worship. Everything in life is an opportunity to worship Him. And when we increase our blood flow, we can actually help reorganize and restructure, re-architect the design of our brain. Which I think is where a lot of us get stuck. We believe in Jesus, we love the message, but we're like, why is this not working for me? Move your body. Get in your body. As you get in your body, breathe. God is intently interested in you. His word is not just for your head. It's for all parts of you, heart, mind, soul, strength. So we're going to do that as you move right now. However, you just go, go for a walk. But do me a favor, take some purposeful deep breath. Go. Inhale. Make it audible. <laughs> you know what you just did? You just pushed back darkness. You mean business. We're going to live this thing out. So God, here we are. Come encounter us, meet us, change us according to your word. Form us into your image as the unique image bearers we are. Holy Spirit, be our personal trainer. Train us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to talk about following Jesus and failing Jesus. I'm going to read to you from Mark 14, verse 54. It says, And Peter had followed him, being Jesus, at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the guards and warming himself at the fire. We know, contextually, what's coming next. If you know the scriptures, if you don't, Peter. Oh, God love Peter. Who doesn't love Peter? <laughs> Peter loved Jesus. And Peter failed Jesus. With his mouth, Peter wrote checks that his heart could not cash. Anyone else done that? Hey, right now, on a scale of one to 10, I want you to be a seven. Remember, one through five is daily life. You're walking around. If you're grocery shopping, you're probably a four or five. If you wanna bring it up to a six, seven, maybe pick up your knees a little more. I don't care. Look weird. Stop, you know, we, get, we care so much what other people think. Nobody cares about what you think because they're all thinking about what other people think of them. <laughs> if you're folding clothes, 
maybe lunge it into your kids room get yourself up to a little more discomfort which is outside of the five six and seven you can feel your breath little bit of maybe a little pinch or discomfort in the legs or the arms whatever you're moving you're starting to feel it a little bit but not bad you can do this right okay be there Peter <laughs> if you really love Jesus Peter is gonna be your guy Peter was just an ordinary fisherman one day this man walks up tells him where to throw his net or to put his net out again after it'd been a long day of not catching nothing just going through life and Peter knew the Word of God Peter was studied Hebrew he knew the Word of God would call himself a person of God but God had been absent it's just a theology but now God in a bod stood on the seashore tells a bunch of fishermen throw your net out again <laughs> and after catching nothing they catch so much fish that the nets break they knew this was a miracle and that this was the Messiah two words change their life follow me Jesus looks at them with two words backs up the miracle with follow me and so they do and she and Peter was all in anyone all in zealous for the house of the Lord <laughs> even to the point that on the night the Last Supper Jesus toasting and he says you will all fall away because of me this night for it is written I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered but after I'm raised up I will go before you to Galilee Jesus is saying this is it I'm going to the cross they're still not getting it they still don't know what's gonna happen anyone you still don't know how God's gonna move, but you know He will. Why? Because of the cross. Because Jesus is redeeming everything. Verse 33, Peter answered him, though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. <laughs> the truth is spoken, and I love Peter. Peter talks back. Jesus just spoke and said truly. And by the way, when the word says truly, it actually means truly. Not, hey, listen up, this is important. No, it means this is going to happen but Peter talks back in his zeal 
even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. Hey, guess what? All the disciples said the same. It says in verse 35, this is good to note because sometimes we throw Peter on the sword and, you know, the rest of the disciples kind of just scatter off into the shadows. They too said they would not deny him and they did. All of them did. I love this. Y'all, whatever rejection you are facing, whatever abandonment you feel, (laughs) he gets it. And God is working it out. Don't you love, just love God never deals with us according to our sins. It says this in the Psalms. He does not deal with us according to our shortcomings. He just doesn't. Because of Jesus, he sees you as the finished work. And he knows you're working it out. I want you in this song to start to move towards an eight. That means it is not going to feel as easy, but you can still hold it. Listen to me. Don't judge it. I'm asking you to get present. If you try too hard and you fail, don't judge it. God is not dealing with you according to your failure. (laughs) He's working with you as you follow. Follow. says it right in our scripture today and Peter followed him at a distance at this point in the scripture by Mark 14 53 Peter witnessed Jesus getting arrested and sweet Peter and his zeal for Jesus takes out his sword, cuts off the ear of the man trying to take Jesus from him. And I love, Jesus says to him, put that away. I love it, even in the scripture, he says, enough of that, enough of that. Put your sword away. Listen, for some of you, your sword is tripping you up. You're following is broken because of the sword you trip on over and over because you think you hold justice in your hands. the sword away (laughs) I love it again Jesus doesn't deal with with us either according to what he does wrong he sees Peter's heart he sees your heart everyone he sees your heart he loves you just receive that right now like he doesn't love you like A grandpa loves you, he loves you like a king, a warrior, a father.
He's coming for you. He's working with you. Following and failing. Following and failing. Following and failing. Get up. Follow. You will fall. You will fail. It forever keeps you needing the gospel. Receiving mercy, grace, and forgiveness so you can give away mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Following and failing. Holy Spirit, give us a revelation of how courageous we are because our failing is not measured like the world. You do not judge us according to our failings. You are looking at our following. Just as you saw Peter's, see ours. Stay in eight, come on. Five, four, three, two. And go ahead. Come off of it a bit. You can slide back. Get your breath. Shake your hands a bit. Shake it off of you, literally. Some of you need to just like take your hands as if there's dirt on your pants. Shake it off. Shake it off. Come back to a seven. So Peter makes his declaration, I will never. Yeah, you will, Peter. Yeah, we have to deal with the places in us of absolutes. <laughs> I've found in my 51 years, 30 of them following Christ. Actually, 36 years since I was 14. I've been following. But I'll tell you, the first 15 years, <laughs> not intentionally, but I was, I would have called myself a disciple. But when I made my vow all in, I have failed him more than I, than I know. And it's when I put too much confidence in me when I'm too focused on me, when I think I can do something for the Lord. And that's what Peter thought. Peter thought he could keep Jesus from going to the cross, pulling out his sword. No. There's another way. The word is having its way, y'all. They come and arrest Jesus and take him. This is it. It's happening. But here's what I love about this. Peter... Being Peter, through the sword, gets reprimanded, put it away, enough of this. 
Peter. But here's what I love. Verse 40, 53 that jumps out at me. And Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. Even though Peter was failing, he was still following. We don't hear where the other disciples went, but Peter kept following. <laughs> and he followed right in to the prophecy. He sat down by a fire and began to deny Jesus three times. But here's the thing I want to focus on. At least he followed Jesus all the way until he couldn't any longer because his impurities, his sin, his brokenness inside of him around that fire came to the surface. And y'all, you know that's what fire does. Fire refines us. Fire burns away the dross. And what is of value rises to the top. At this point, everyone, Jesus is the value, not Peter. We, <laughs> we are not the great prize, Jesus is. And we have a lot of flaws in us. And Jesus is loving the hell out of us. Peter followed him. He followed Jesus all the way until he couldn't any longer. Yes, he was about to betray Jesus. But man, oh man, he loved him. He followed him all the way. The others, they're not around the fire. They're farther away from Jesus than Peter. Peter went all the way. Will you follow him all the way to the fire that waits for you? This fire will purify you. What's in you will come up to the surface and be burned away. Peter denies. Peter denies. Did you know that each gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, records this? Or the Son of Man that He would change His mind, and it goes on to encourage us in this: that if He said it, He's going to do it. If He spoke it, He will fulfill it. So I don't know what tomorrow has to bring, but I know this. If he tells us to march around our Jericho, those walls are coming down. 
I'm gonna let her preach to you. We're gonna walk on dry land. And if he tells us to march in the battle and to face our giants, we might as well put our dancing shoes on because the battle has already been won. Our God is faithful and we can trust his word and we can stand on his promises and we can declare Breathe, that he everyone. is not a God who rides. Lift your head. So let's sing that again. Open your heart. And let's declare it in faith, speaking to that mountain, speaking to that giant. Let's say Yeah, Jesus is the promise keeper. <laughs> he doesn't lie to us. We do lie to him. Everyone, you've lied to him. <laughs> now, I don't plan for my lying, but I deceive as I am deceived. Come on. Go towards an eight and even a nine. If there's any dust on you, one minute. Shake it off. Push. Push. Holy Spirit, grab us by the hand. Pull us through. Day and night. Push. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. Recover. Recover. Well done. Lift the corners of your mouth. He. <laughs> is the promise keeper he is the covenant cutter he drew you into relationship with himself knowing you are living in a fallen and fractured world that's why jesus comes in the flesh and lives in it and walks among us to show us the kingdom Keep your eyes on Jesus. Peter kept his eyes on Jesus all the way. Peter, as a disciple, saw a portion of Jesus no one else saw. Now I do want to say, in the book of John, I was saying how Peter's denial is recorded in all four Gospels. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm sure Peter's like, man, you guys, did you all have to record it? Did you all have to talk about it? <laughs> but I love that it's in each gospel because each author tells it a little differently, but it's the same story. This, is, this should also encourage us that even though it's accounted for four different times, go read them. Y'all, it's in Mark 26, starting at verse 69. I'm sorry, Matthew 26, starting in verse 69. It's in Mark 14, starting in verse 66. It's in Luke 22, starting at 54. And it's in John 18, starting in verse 15. Go look at them. And notice how each of them tell the same story, 
but a little differently. In mat and in, hold on, in Matthew's account and someone else's account, it says that G Peter denied. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came up to him and said, you also were with Jesus, but he denied it. I don't know what you mean. And when he went out of the entrance, another servant girl saw him and said to the bystander, this man was with Jesus. He denied it again. I don't know the man. And a little while, another bystander came up and said to him, certainly, you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Now listen to this. Then Peter began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. <laughs> and immediately he remembered the saying of Jesus. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Truly, truly, I said this to you, Peter. And he went out and wept bitterly. He invoked a curse on himself. Gosh, notice what happens when we deny Jesus. It's deep in us, y'all. There are parts of you, there are parts of me that are like, I don't know if he's really gonna do that. I don't know if I know him. And when the world tempts us to say, you really believe that? And what it might cost us to say, yes, we do. Looking like a fool. As your king is being crucified, you look like a fool, you know? We're just not willing to make that payment. And so to stand with the world is to invoke a curse on ourselves. To swear against Jesus curses our soul because we were meant for Jesus. Peter follows, even though he fails. Now, John, when he accounts for Peter's denial, here's the thing that we know. John accounts for the fact that he too was there. John was actually there at the fire as well, around or close by, because it says that, starting in verse 15, Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did another disciple. The another disciple is John. So Simon and John went far, followed Jesus. The other 10, gone. We don't know about them anymore. And now good old John, since that disciple, John, was known to the high priest, John could enter with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door. Now remember, John and Peter had a cantankerous relationship. They were like brothers that were jealous of one another all the time. So Peter was outside at the door. 
So the other disciple, John, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. So the servant girl lets him in because Peter, or I'm sorry, John vouches for Peter. John let Peter in because John was known. Guess what? John isn't the one who denied Peter or denied Jesus. Peter does. And what I find interesting about all four accounts of Peter's denial, John is the one who tells the least. Very little. He doesn't talk about the cursing of himself, the, the big sorrow, the weeping bitterly. Which my spirit says this. John knows it could have easily been him. So John and Mercy is kind of covering his brother here because it could have been him. He was near that fire too. But Peter fell on the sword. Peter. It's interesting that the disciple who found Peter the most bothersome includes the least detail. I believe he had empathy for him because John was standing nearby too. And John let Peter in. At least Peter kept trying. God honors our trying and redeems our failing. Say it with me. God honors our trying and redeems our failing. God honors my trying and redeems my failing. Even our failures are written in his book and are redeemed by his plan. Jesus compels us and redeems us over and over and over again. Everyone, it's all practice, as my friend Nina says. It's all practice. Keep practicing. Keep trying to do the something that you are seeking. Thank you, God. Have your way with us. I pray people leave here with an easy and light yoke, that they can breathe again, that they can believe bigger again, and that they know their courage, their boldness comes from an indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which soon these misfit disciples will receive. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, open your hands right now and say, Holy Spirit, fall on me. Fill me. Put a burn in my heart to keep me from making boasts with my mouth I cannot keep. If I boast, I boast in the Lord. Holy Spirit, fill me and boast in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. To come away and he whispers to your heart to let it go
to your heart. 